podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 480. It is a Wednesday night, it's the 25th of September. I am your host Gav. This show is brought to you by Paddy Power. Paddy Power is a bookies, it's an app, it's a website. If you gamble, absolutely gamble responsibly and try bet with Paddy Power. If you don't gamble, you know yourself, disregard it, it's not for you. That's absolutely fine. Um, this is an immediate reaction show to Liverpool's 2-0 win away to MK Dons in the League Cup. Uh, my guest tonight is is Emmanuel. Most of you, if not all of you, will know. It's Chris Pajak from the Redman TV. Chris, how are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, I'm really, really happy with uh, with the result that happened tonight. I'm really happy with the, with the line-up. Um, I'm even happier that Man United are currently in a penalty shootout. Um, but... We we keep track of that as it goes on, and we keep keep track of the draw as it goes on. But just just for you, you had to be looking forward to that game, knowing that the squad that travelled there tonight, didn't you? Mate, I'm looking forward to it as much as I was looking forward to watching Goldbridge and Manchester United penalties. Um, I can't believe I'm doing this podcast with you when I should be watching Goldbridge reaction to this. <laughs> keep them um, on, on the side. Keep them on the side. I'm going to have to, mate, because I just want to see them go mental when Man United get beaten, and I really do hope they get beaten. There's like 32,000 people watching them live now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Um, but uh, no, look, I was I was massively buzzing for this game. I think the youth of uh, or the blend of youth and experience was always going to be something that you never really know how it's going to work out. But I was saying to Paul before I'm watching that game, Gav, it's like that's one of the best mixed teams performance I think I've ever seen that I can remember for a long time. You know, when there are three or four or five young players with experience, it never they never play well. They just played like Liverpool tonight. And that's brilliant to see, isn't it? Because it shows you that what like Pep Linders and, and all them lads are doing and Jürgen Kopp and all the coaches, they want a developmental sort of coaching strategy from the youth teams to the first team. And when you drop in three forwards, a right back and a goalkeeper, we didn't look any different because they are playing that way week in, week out. They're playing with each other and they had the confidence to be able to just express themselves. And it was James Milner for me that Gav that set the tempo early. He flew by there right back and he got to the byline and we nearly scored with Harvey Elliott hitting the bar. Yeah. And then after that, that was like go, on, like, go on, Curtis, you have a go with him now, mate. You see that we are allowed to do it. Go there and do it. I've shown you a little skill move that will get past him. And Curtis Jones sort of fed off that and all the young lads just sort of fed off James Milner just going out there, putting himself on the line and, and trying to do something. Like, I, I loved it, mate. I really loved it. Do you know what? You're talking about the mix there and, you know, for me it was great because when these League Cup games come around and look, I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of the League Cup than I am of the FA Cup, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but when these, when these League Cup games come around, sometimes you find there's... 11 changes, um, and the, those 11 changes usually have about nine youth players in it, and you're trying to hope to get through. You might have one or two lads that are coming back from injury, like a Naby Keita, for argument's sake, tonight. Um, but for me, to see to see Lovren play, to see Gomez play, Lalana, Milner, it was a really good mix, because sometimes I feel that, even though they're getting a, a competitive game at this level, sometimes it's it literally just like sending the youth team, and they're not getting that experience with the better players around them. 
Um, and you're right, they, they started off well, there was a good intensity. All right, MK Dons had a couple of chances here and there, but did it? was it just me, Chris, or did this look like Liverpool light? trying to play the way Liverpool played. There was no change in the way they were trying to do things. It was exactly no. how the first team tried to do it. Yeah, and we saw that, you know, Keanu Hoover gets in some good positions, obviously gets a goal, but a couple of sort of wasted crosses. And that's not him being a poor player. That's him trying to do what Tent does for this team. That's him playing on the front foot, getting forwards and being that extra man. And he's not as good as Trent with the ball at his feet. He's, a, he's going to be a centre-half but he's there, he's trying, and he's playing in exactly the same way that Liverpool need their right-back to play nowadays. And that, for me, is... And he kept on trying, and, and I like the fact that he got the goal. In fact, that turns around to Paul, just in the build-up to that, I could see he was in loads of space. I went, oh, we'd be loving life if if it wasn't Keane Hoover in loads of space there. And next thing, th- three seconds later, it's whipped in, and it's in the back of the net because of it. And, and that was me not having enough trust in him, but he rose brilliantly, gets the header, gets the goal, um, and that's what Liverpool need, isn't it? You know, you, you want to be able to drop these lads in in an injury crisis and for them to know how they're supposed to play. Why would you want to curb their enthusiasm, you know, when they get up there and when they get an opportunity yeah, in this 100%. competition? Yeah, no, it's 100% because, you know, it, it, there's no point in bringing them in and saying, yeah, you're in the first team now, but and there's a lot of you that play together and play a certain way, but we're going to play something different tonight. Let them play the way they've been shown to play week in, week out, day to day. Um, you know, at the academy, it's the only way to do it. Man United have gone through on penalties um, against uh, against Rochdale five three. Uh, Solskjaer looks delighted with himself, um, which is which is great for us because I don't I want them in charge when we play them um, in a couple of weeks time. Absolutely. <laughs> Can we sack a second Man United manager? Oh, listen, I, if we go and beat them four or five. Um, we can absolutely just put the hammer down on them. Then I have no issues with that. But I want them to be in charge when when um, I want them to be in charge when we go there, and I also want them to be on his knees when we go there, where the, the fans are completely gone. Oh, that's what I want. But just staying on Keanu Hoover because you know we go through. The, I want to go through a couple of players there tonight because it really is about their progression tonight. Although Liverpool going through is is the main thing overall. But how good can Keanu Hoover be? Because I think he can be exceptional. I, 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 do you know what? I, I don't know. Um, and the, one of the reasons I don't know, Gav, is not because I don't think he's a good player. It's not because I don't think he's got the skill set to go on and be uh, a good player. It's I just don't see that many opportunities, and that's a good thing. You know, we've got Joel Matip, we've got Virgil Van Dijk. You know this, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. preaching to the choir here. Yeah. But then we've got Joe Gomez. Now, you know. Is he gonna is he gonna break in in five years time? Because if he is, he's got he's, he might have Gomez in front of him and he might have Virgil Van Dijk in front of him. And I think he's a centre half. Um, so where does he get his game time? Where does he get that development? Where does he get that time to grow and become the player that we all think that he's going to be able to b- become? Same with Sepp Vandenberg. Or what? Or what we're seeing is are we seeing generational talents being brought into the football club? Are Liverpool capitalising on the fact that the champions of Europe by going out and and picking the best players of their age group, something we've not done for years and years. Seth Vandenberg was one, the Keanu Hoover was one, obviously comes in a year before the Champions League. This is what we're looking at now, looking at generational talents, and it's can we get them into the first team? Will they be good enough? And training with first teamers like Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez and Joel Matip will push them on, and they might do it. And if he gets into the first team, he seems like one of those guys who's, who's cool, he's calm, he plays in a similar way to Gomez and van Dijk. Nothing seems to stress him out. He's got the pace, he's got strength, and he can pass the ball. So I really want to see him in there, but... 
Also, I know how good the lads are, the incumbents, and I'm not sure that they're going anywhere anytime soon either. Yeah, he has got time on the side, 17 years of age, am I right? Um, yeah. You know, Maverick on the chat says Hoover needs, probably needs to be a little bit quicker in possession. But that goes back to Chris's point that he's a centre-half. You have a little bit more time on the ball as a centre-half and a little bit more, the, the pitch is a little bit more open to you when you do turn and look where he's, when he's on the right side, it has to be a little bit more technical and quicker. I, I do get um, Maverick's point, but, it, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I see him as a centre-half, but it's so hard to find clubs, Chris, for players to go to on loan. And he's only 17, so you're probably looking at another year or two where you'll have to develop at Liverpool before yeah. a loan happens. But it's yeah. so hard to find clubs that you can send them to that have the same, they're not going to be as good as Liverpool, but the same sort of ethos when it comes to playing football. You know, there's no point in sending them to, you know, I don't know, a Stockport County and he's just asked to hit balls 80 yards all day and try head things that are coming at him from 150 feet in the air, you know, the kind of way. Um, so it, it's hard to do, but just looking at him and, you know, people have mentioned Van der Berg there and stuff like that. It's, the future is extremely bright at Liverpool, isn't it? And not just on tonight's performance, but seeing the options that they have and, and, and the progression of them and just how comfortable they look. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like, it's like you can understand why Klopp wants us to get Kirby in the same places as the first team or why the first team are moving to Kirby, I should say. Mm, yeah. It's because... You can see, and it's like dangling the carrot in front of these young lads and that, you know, say, for example... Um, you got a Carabao Cup game. Well, they could be training with the first team squad for a couple of weeks, couldn't they? Instead of just a few days taken away from the under 23s or whatever, probably the week before. You can imagine them just being in and around it, or we'll, we'll have a little look at him today, or Navi's got an injury, why don't we just pull him across onto this chain and pitch and, and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to get better and better. And these young lads, Brewster, Elliot, uh, Jones, uh, Vandenberg, Hoover, all of these lads, they're so young. Yeah, so so young that we've got so much time, and yet they're already kind of knocking on the door, and they're knocking on the door of the European champions. This isn't Liverpool from fucking six years ago. It was shite, or seven years ago. It was shite. Yeah. Anyone could have fucking walked in, kitted up, and got on the field. This is the European champions, one of the best sides in world football, and these lads are staking a claim, and that shows you how good they are. Because they're there, and, and and you know, I think they'd have walked into a first team seven years ago. To be honest with you, these lads, some of them probably would. Um, I think Hoover would have had a, a massive chance uh, six or seven years ago. Absolutely massive chance. I think Harvey Elliott would have had a massive chance, even though he's sixteen or whatever he is. And um, you know, Barrett's haircut, I love him. But <laughs> you know, it, hey, we've all had bad haircuts at that age. Listen, mate, I, I still have a bad haircut at this age, so it I doesn't had, matter. I had dreadlocks at that age, mate. If you had dreadlocks at that, and you're willing to prove that, um, I'll pay. I'll pay money to see it. I'm being I'm honest with you. I'll send you on WhatsApp after this. I had dreadlocks at that age, mate. Okay, so I'm not giving any. I promise not to share it on Twitter, okay? Um, but, you know, it's just like looking through the team, I, I'm being honest, I thought Lovren looked shaky tonight. Um, I thought with the ball in front of him, not too bad, but he was he was letting balls bounce. He, he looked a bit rusty for me, Lovren. Uh, Gomez was okay. The, the keeper done extremely well. I was delighted as an Irishman to see uh, Quivon Kelleher in goal. I'll just say his name, Quivon. Yeah, Quivon, yeah. Yeah, I need to get that one right. Like, I don't want to be offending the Irish. Like, yeah, well, just it's it spells like K W E E V O N. That's the way it would Quivon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then you'll be absolutely fine. Um, but it was great to see him in goal. But the, the other one I want to touch on as well. Um, before we get into the, the goals and stuff, but but Harvey Elliott he misses a chance at the start when he should really score. 
But I thought he was outstanding all night, Chris. Um, he, he glide, as one of the lads in the WhatsApp group says to me, he glides with the ball. He drops the shoulder. And he's, he's not afraid to go left or right. He looks an enormous talent already. Enormous oh, talent. Oh, God. I mean... He's quicker than he looks. His, his feet are fantastic. It, 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 but it's his body and how he uses his shoulders and those little shoulder shakes, like you're saying. That's how that's how the great players get past people. The ball doesn't move. The body does. And all yeah. of a sudden, the ball does move and you've gone the wrong fucking way. And that's what Harvey Elliott looks like he's about. Doesn't matter whether it's his right foot, his left foot. Doesn't matter whether he's cutting him from the right-hand side or later on, like the left-hand side, when he hits the bar at the end of the game as well. It was an outstanding performance for him. And you look at it going, fucking hell, this kid's probably going to be used Sooner or the later, I saw someone tweeting on uh, tweeting on Twitter um, saying like, "Wouldn't surprise me if Shakiri gets moved on to give him a bit of room to grow next season." Because when you've got someone like that, how long can you keep them back for before you have to give them minutes? He looked sensational tonight. Yeah, he, he absolutely does. And the one, the one where he puts it on uh, Milner's head in the first half, a lovely touch to get by somebody, drops a shoulder onto his left foot, and it's a pinpoint ball. And it is one that you've seen Shakiri play. Um, it is really one that you've seen Shakiri play. You know, like that that kind of drifted ball. But while it's drifting, it's kind of driven as well, and it's at the back post. I think Milner's a little bit surprised at how good the ball is. Um, yeah, I, I, probably. Genuinely, I do. I think he's actually, it's coming to him and he's going, he's actually made this happen. And it's a poor header. But um, a lot of people asking, uh, Stephen Mack are asking here, um, in one in particular, they're asking about Curtis Jones. Now, in, in our WhatsApp group, Jordan, the game, if the lads were kind of split on Curtis Jones, what has he got? What's his outstanding talent? Is it, is it, is, it, is, is the pace there? Is it, you know, they were, they were questioning him. Um, he got man of the match on Sky tonight. What do you make of Curtis Jones? Not only tonight, but what what way do you see his future? Still very young, of course, Chris. Yeah, um, I think starting on tonight, I, I was surprised that he got given man of the match. If I'm honest, so was I. Um, I, I. I thought James Milner was head and shoulders the best player on the pitch tonight, and then for me, it was probably Harvey Elliott behind him. And then I'm tossing up between maybe Curtis Jones and, and Gomez, and I'll be honest, I probably gave Gomez third and, and whatever, but. What he did, he did well, and he, he didn't he, he didn't make things hard for himself. He did the simple things well, and when it was time to try and take on his man, he tried to take on his man. He, he shuffled it. He has a shot left-footed early on in the game, and he was just a little bit of a difference maker for us. And I'm I'm glad that he was given man of the match to be honest, because I think he'll feed off that. That'll help his confidence. It's not like Jürgen's coming in and saying, oh, you're man of the match there, mate. It's like an independent guy in it because it's Sky. So I think he'll get a bit of confidence from that, like. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't think he'll like his uh, post-match interview. I think he'll watch that and he might have a little, oh, shit, I need to improve on the camera there. But if that's what I'm complaining about, a fucking young kid going and playing footy and improving on the camera afterwards, then that's a good game all round, really, for a minute. Yeah, we've been drawn a home to Arsenal in the next round of the Cup. Fuck off, Arsenal! Yeah, Chelsea are home to Man United, City are home to Southampton. Um, yeah, they're just coming up on the live chat here as we're going. Um... Dave says Chris with dreadlocks, uh, he'd love to see that. Rude page, Jackie's <laughs> calling you. Um, uh, let me see. Maverick reckons Curtis Jones is the perfect money ball player, will develop and then get sold. Um, you know what? Watching him tonight, I thought he was quite good. I thought he, he, he started off quite slow, but like you said, Milner goes by a, by a fullback and then literally shows Curtis Jones the way. Um, and he, he does get at him, I think, once or twice in the first half and gets a shot away. He he does quite well. Second half, he's good on the ball. His awareness around him is quite good. 
but for a player in that position, especially when you're looking at what we have up front in the fourth team, you're looking for some dynamism somewhere. I think he needs to add that to his game. Whether it's something like, even as simple as something like what Arjen Robin always done. You always knew he was going on his left foot, but you couldn't stop it. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. something where you can just drop a shot, come in and hit a shot. Even something like that it makes you a massive threat. He'll have to develop. He probably needs a loan move. And again, as I said earlier, getting them the right loan move is, is, is crucial. You know, we've seen players go away on loan moves like Ben Warborn being the, the classic case where it goes and it just does not happen. And to me, Ben Warborn's Liverpool's career is over now because those loan moves just, just didn't develop for him. It didn't let him develop as a player. Um, I'm trying to see what's... Here's the draw. Everton be Watford. Villa B Wolves, City Southampton, Bourton Leicester, Crawley Colchester, Chelsea United, Oxford Sunderland, Liverpool Arsenal. Fucking Liverpool Arsenal. I just can't get a fucking rub of the green in these competitions, yeah, can we? Like, you know what I mean? Bourton at home, like, you know, one of these, but. Oh, my um, God. City gets Southampton, so there you go. Chelsea United's a bit of a tasty tie there, isn't it? Yeah, I, and you know what? It might be a good one for Chelsea, seeing as that what happened on the fourth day of the season. It may, yeah. Uh, They're just a different side with Kante in it, aren't they? You know, he goes missing for a month and they struggle a little bit up and down and stuff. They come back against us and he's he's just fucking he's a one man wrecking ball. He's a pain in the arse of a player, lad. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's a he's a brilliant, brilliant player and he knits them together great. And you know what? He was he was badly misused um last season. He really, really was, you know, and I just couldn't get my head around what what they were trying to do with him and playing him further up the pitch. He's perfect where he where he sits and and you know something. Even when he sits a little bit deeper, he gets up the pitch, which is the funny thing. You just a starting position on the pitch needs to be right, and that usually should be a little bit deeper. But Chelsea United will be a good one. But no, we fancy us against Arsenal. Um, yeah, do you know you know before sorry, sorry to interrupt me. Someone said about um, Curtis being a money ball. So I apologize, I don't I don't remember the name and stuff like. But I. <laughs> He's a lad who wants to be captain of Liverpool Football Club. He's a scouser, and, yeah. and you know, I, I put a lot, of, I put a lot into that. I love the fact that you know we've got scouts lads who are playing in the side and stuff, and I love the fact that there are lads from all over the world playing as well. But it, you know, it always seems to matter a little bit more when they're a scouser to them, especially when they support Liverpool. Wouldn't give up on him just yet. Like I think, I think there's a lot. There's, he's got a high ceiling, Curtis Jones, and he wouldn't be in and around this squad if Klopp didn't think he was good enough. I think that's crucially what, what it's about. Like, and I take your point on Ben Woodburn. I think maybe he's the example of what might happen, but. Players like that, unfortunately, the team changed and the continuity we've got right now with Jürgen and what we're looking for and the fact that for the last nine months, Curtis has been playing out on that left-hand side with the unders. You know, I can't, I can't see us changing the formation. I can't see us changing the style of player or the profile of player that we're looking for. Curtis very much fits into the future of our profile and the players and wingers. Whereas Ben, well, ben what is he? Is there, is there even his position in our side? I, I always said about him, he didn't know what position he was best from. Yeah, and that's it. And you know, you say same way as Pedro Caravella to some extent, like very a, a very Rogers player. Mm. You know, we got to sort of see him tonight. Not a six in our system, not in any way, shape, or form. A very Rogers player in the team kind of grew on without him. I don't see that happening with Curtis. I see that wing position always going to be there under the clock. So I do think he's got a chance, and I, and I, I, I hope for his sake that I'm right. Yeah, I hope so too. Listen, I'm, uh, any player that's like played there tonight or is looking to get maybe in in the next year or so into the into games like that that's gone on tonight. Yeah, you, you hope that something does click for them and they absolutely go on. And you know, you look at the like we've talked about Hoover, we've talked about um, Elliot Brewster. Brewster grew into the game with as it went on. He got used to the physicality. He He's going to be a star. I've no doubt about that. Um, 
But you, you hope that any player that comes through, something clicks with them. And, and listen, at the end of the day, if, if they come through into a forced team and they perform, they're saving you a hell of a lot of money, one. That, yeah. Like if they're if they're a scouser and they're in a, a bonus, you know the kind of way, and and everything's good for everyone. Um, just on a couple of players and a couple of regulars in in Liverpool's first team squad, you know, Naby Keita comes back tonight. Um, I think he gets an hour, or a little over an hour maybe. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, looked looked okay, looked tidy. Um, didn't didn't you know blow anyone away, but look, first game back. But Lalana, um. Do you see this as Alana's role in the squad for the majority of the season? Should be progressing cups where he comes in and, and is is a mainstay in, in in this side in the cups, or do you see him pushing onto the fourth team and getting in as you know some way semi regular? I just don't see him as a six mate. I, oh I, no, no, fucking hell! I just think it's mental to be honest with you. I get, I get it. He's tidy on the ball. He can turn. He can move play on, and he can dictate the pace of the game. And he moves the ball quickly and stuff, but. He got pickpocketed twice by the striker coming back tonight. And that's one of those things where you don't get those opportunities in the Premier League. You know, you don't get that from Fabinho. And you can't take those risks in the Premier League. Um, I think that was more about getting him minutes than anything else. I'd be very surprised if we did see him in the six uh, moving on in the Premier League and stuff. But other than that, you know, apart from being pocketed a couple of times, um, he did all right. Nothing wrong with his performance as such it's still a new position for him as well so um, yeah he was alright like, I mean he doesn't I'm not, I'm not, he doesn't, I'm not, he doesn't, I'm not excited he doesn't, when Alana takes the field if I'm perfectly honest. No, well, listen, I'm not. I'm with you on that. Um, you know, I feel that, you know, like you said, what's the odds on Shakiri moving on and and, El- and give Ellie a bit of room to progress? What's the chances of a Lalana moving on and allowing somebody that, that's that, that's lower down in the ranks come through and give them a bit of room or a new signing come in to, to go and and make space for them? In, you know, them in the squad with Lana moving on. I think it may be the case at the end of the season that he moves on. But again, we've seen how long a season can be. If you go far in this League Cup, FA Cup, the Champions League, we absolutely want to. And we're going for this Premier League title and we are going for it. We're not We're not going to let up on this. So Lana could be a player that, you know, in around Christmas time especially and beyond and, and, and towards the back end of the season could be handy to have. But overall, Chris, it's, it's, it's a good win tonight. It's it's a decent performance. No injuries. If, if very some very very positive signs from some players. You can't argue with tonight, can you? No, mate. I I, I said I said going into the game, I thought it would be a, a disjointed performance. We probably struggled to a one nil win. I didn't think we were sitting down tonight to watch Liverpool play the Liverpool, and that's what it felt like tonight. It didn't didn't feel like we had young kids up top. It didn't feel like we'd we'd made eleven changes or whatever. It was eleven changes, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Didn't feel like we'd made 11 changes. That's the best 11 changes side I've ever seen play. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's that's a compliment to the lads because that must be difficult. And, you know, we, we, we you touched briefly, Gavon, uh, Naby Keita there. I thought he looked really good first half. Uh, he's, he's, he's sort of, he's a bit of an enigma, isn't he? He, he? like, he dribbles funny. And I think that just gives us something. Like, I, I think lads who are playing opposite him, like like 30-year-old fellas who are like, I've played the game my entire life. I've never seen someone move the body in this way. And that's why he goes past people quite easy and stuff. And if he can just break the lines and force somebody else from the defence to come out, can open up space, I think he'll be valuable for the rest of the season for us. I'm glad to see him get a game. Last time we saw him, we got injured in the Community Shield, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Naby, I think. But um, and, and then I think second half, 
I think his body just seized up at half time. If I'm honest with yeah. you, well, I think he's done forty-five. I think he's done forty-five. And like me, if I, if anyone asked me to go out after a fifteen-minute break, I'd be like, "He fucking kidding, lad! <laughs> I can't get out there, mate. My knees have just fucking yeah, folded shut." Yeah, I can't get off the bed if I lie down for fifteen <laughs> exactly. minutes. So, but uh, no, look. It, it, he is a bit of an enigma and, you know, again, the lads at the Trippers, when we talk about players, are very, very much split on, on Naby Keita. I've said it before, I feel he's got a bit of a raw deal because we all watched and waited for a year for him to arrive. Um, And when he arrived, it, it was like he was at the club a year already and he was he had to prove himself very quickly. Whereas if he did, if that hadn't happened and he'd have just arrived, um, not not the summer gone, the summer before, I was just... A silence being made and he's in the door, he would have got a bit of leeway last season. You know, I think the leeway was, was reduced because of everyone knew what was happening a year in advance. Right. He needs to run a games, right? He needs ten to run games. Run games. And he, and you're exactly right on the on the having watched him for a year. We basically got to fucking have a year of foreplay and then didn't get the sex when he arrived. Yeah. That's that's essentially what's happened. And I look, I love foreplay, don't get me wrong, like, but yeah, come on. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, just, yeah. I don't need to say it. I don't need to spell it out. Like, I wanted to see Naby play as well as he did for Leipzig, and I still believe that he can. Um, he's just been really unlucky with injuries and stuff, and, and hopefully that'll change. Well, he needs to run a game for a couple of reasons. One is the fitness thing. Um, I, I think he knows the way Klopp wants wants the team to play and wants him and what part he has to play in that. But he has to get used to the opponents he's getting. Get, he, he's coming up against. You know, in Germany, they might have got tied to him, and he likes when people are tied to him because that low centre of gravity and like he moves his body it's one touch and he's past you you know even yeah. in a tight situation where as in the Premier League I've watched him a couple of times and he approaches players and they'll stand off him and they're giving themselves that two or three two or three foot gap away from him so when he does try to go by they have that little bit of extra room to kind of put in a tackle he has to get used to that as well I'm still well on the bus that he's I'm well on the side of play where he he will actually come and shine for Liverpool I, I've no doubt about it um, and listen if I'm proven wrong I'll be I'd be very, very upset about it because I, I do feel he has all the ability to be excellent in the Premier League, you know, for, in an attacking force. You've seen there tonight a couple of times the ball broke in midfield, he gets a touch in it. And when he goes away from you, he goes away from you. You're not, you're not, you're not getting back because of the way he moves. And like you said, the way he, his body shape as he's moving, he's very hard to get the ball off, especially mm. when he's left you 15 yards in the dust. Um, so it's great to see him back. It's another addition to the first team squad and it's another option. Um, North Red agrees with me on the chat. He says Naby will come good. Uh, Kevin Sullivan reckons he needs a run. Um, he needs a run so air lads can get used to him as well. That's a fair point. You know, the front three need to yeah. get used to him as well. That's a massive thing. Um, but as, uh, the last pair I'll touch on before we go um, is Oxley Chamberlain. Busy tonight, a little bit lax at times. I thought he was looked not disinterested, but took the game a little bit lightly at certain stages, but grew into it as it went on. And unlucky not to score. But again, he's another one that you want to see getting those games and, and, and being another option for us, isn't it? Yeah, he, he's he's one of them players, isn't he? and he, and certainly tonight I felt like Brewster and him wanted a goal more than anyone, and I felt like as yeah. soon as they were given that half a yard, they were both going to be striking the ball, and it, you know he, he shaped his body about six times for that shot from twenty five yards, did, um, yeah. Ox hadn't he? Like, and you, and you just knew it was coming at one point he was going to get that shot off, and looked like a great save by the keeper. Actually, it looked like he yeah, he got a touch, he got a touch onto the post. Yeah, he does, but um. I, I'm what I'm really happy with about Ox's performance. I, I agree with what you're saying about him. I don't think he was the best player on the pitch. I don't think he was. Uh, I think he's average tonight with 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 flashes of brilliance. Um, 
very few flashes of brilliance to be fair but I think what, you, what you're getting is you're getting a lad who's going to work his way back to fitness slowly I think December time that's when we're going to start to see the real Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain but it's still there he's still got the ability the fact that he's twatting the ball that hard means that he's okay with that leg you know what I mean yeah. he's, he's okay to be hitting the ball like that and I just feel like he just needs time like, like we've all been saying he's like a new signing I think he needs new signing time to settle back into this as well. Do you know what one of the lads here of North Red on, on the on the YouTube chat says it reminds me of the ox that kicked on in February his fourth season. Um he will be grand and his fresh legs will, will when we need them. If he comes into a great vein of form, Chris coming into say, like you said, coming in January, February, if he comes into a great vein of form, it might be something we need if we're in the latter stages of the Champions League and we're and we're in a you know, a title push as well. He could time this absolutely perfectly. Another thing I, I spotted tonight was he was trying to do that Henderson role and you know, on that right side of a tree. And what happens with Henderson is Henderson plays on the right side of a tree and is literally a right winger at the same time because Mo Salah is told to stay up front and you do the business up there and I'll come yeah. for you. So he was trying to do that, but at times I thought he was getting in Elliot's way. You know, I would have liked I would have liked him to stay away from Elliot and let him expose that fullback a little bit more. But obviously he's trying to learn a role that Henderson does excellently. You know, for me, Henderson is extremely underrated in the work he puts in for this Liverpool side. Um, not only on the ball, but off the ball, the shape we have and the selfish, you know, the selflessness of him to allow basically Salah to cheat, you know, a cheat the position as much as he possibly can. But great to see Oxley chamberlain as well. Um, that's a half an hour. To, um, we'll probably leave it there. Is there anything else you'd like to talk to about, Chris, other than your um, dreadlocks I when s- you were a team? I saw someone mention before in the comments, and I, I, apologies, I can't remember the name, like, but they wanted to know about your big, uh, was it Big Oops or Barbecue? Oh, Hoops random or, questions. This about Do you like random yeah? questions? Fucking love random right, questions. Right, well then, here, we go another 10 minutes. So, uh, it was Barbecue Hula Hoops or the large Hula Hoops, I think they were talking about. What's your favourite fl- flavour of Hula Hoops? Barbecue, my favourite flavour of hula hoops. Is it? Absolutely. And if you were to no- normal hula hoops or the big hula hoops, which one are you going for? I can't say I've ever had a big hula hoop. Oh, they're brilliant. They're like, are they good? Oh, they're like literally, imagine a packet of hula hoops multiplied by four. That's the size of the bag. And the hula hoops are about three times the size of standard hula hoops. Well, can't I just get like four little, like what's better then? One big bag of fucking big hoops or four little bags of normal sized hula hoops? I'm going to go with four little bags. Well, there you go. Then they're not that good, the big hoops, are they? I didn't say they were better than the smaller ones. I just said they were good. Okay. So enough. what are you going for? Are you going for four small bags on the sofa watching the match? Four small bags, yeah? I'm loving them fucking uh, jalapeno and cheese uh, Max Strong crisps at the moment. I've seen them and I, I haven't, oh, I haven't been brave days. enough to go near them. They're a fucking game changer, mate. They actually taste like jalapeno and cheese. They're incredible. I'm going down to buy get a on tomorrow. I will. Um, while I'm watching your pictures of which is dreadlocks, I'll just sit there and have a pack and I'll reminisce <laughs> about this uh, about this podcast. Um, I'll tell you what the question, the boring question on this podcast always is, right? I'll set the scenario for you, right? Um, two buildings, same height, flat roofs, say New York, 50 stories up, okay? What is the distance you could jump between those two buildings? How, how far was it? Well, How it can far? be as far as you want. The buildings are the same height, flat roofs. Oh, shit. You have a run at it. You have a run up. And I'll give you a 11 mile an hour wind behind you. So what's the distance? In metres or feet or yards, wherever, wherever's, um, wherever's your preference. <sighs> now, I can tell you that the, the answers have ranged from um, four feet 
which was absolutely no, scandalous. I can, I can do that. Where I am, I don't know, you know Trev Downey from Anfield Index. Trev yeah. Downey's a good friend of ours. Trev Downey reckons he will be one millimetre short of the long jump board record. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. Andy Young, Andy Young reckons he can do four metres, providing there is a fire escape on the far side that he can hang on to. He's watching too many movies, to be honest. I have done this, and I've jumped over an alleyway. Right. Um, in Liverpool? In Liverpool when okay. I was 17, 18. Now, I'm not, the, I'm, I'm not quite the athlete I was at 17, 18 with my deadlocks. But <laughs> yeah. I, I reckon now, ah, fuck, two and a half metres, mate. Two and a half metres, so you're looking at mate. seven and a half feet. Yeah, ju- yeah, yeah, with 11 mile hour wind. Mm. Can it be a sloping hill as well? Can it be a sloping roof for me? Because I am so much faster with my weight running downhill than uphill. So you're, reckon, you're, you're trying to run down a slanted roof and jump yeah, across to, onto a flat roof. Well, I want it to be slanted mm. for like four metres down mm. and then I want it to flatten off for a bit just so I'll pick my speed and reach terminal velocity. It will all depend on the gradient of the roof though. You don't want it too slanted because oh, you just run straight off. Oh, for fuck's sake, who the fuck? Come on. Come on, man. I, I want... All right, okay. No, no, I want I, a, I'm saying you can have the slant. You can have the slant. I want a six-degree slant. Down six degrees, fuck all, but go on, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think anyway, you've thought this through. I no, shit. I'm just, it's just gonna have to see me. <laughs> I know. I'm not sitting there I know. thinking, I know. Oh, you're, you're, you're answering this now like a ticket. I'm just gonna ask me about what size fucking roof I'm gonna jump on. <laughs> yeah, but this is the day trippers, anything can happen. It's true, but yeah, there's no chance I'm thinking of it. So, yeah, fucking hell, three meters, Gab, all right? Three meters, nine feet. Ah, oh, you see, I knew I'd get you there. I knew I'd get you there. Everyone's asking about uh, the dreadlock pick. Um, it, listen, if he sends it to me and he allows me to put it on as the show cover for um for tonight, I will absolutely do that. If he says no, I cannot send it out. Um, oh, you've fucking had me off there big time, haven't you? Yeah, well, I'll, it's up to you, you know what? the dreadlocks want to go out. I'm gonna I'm gonna man up and just tell everyone it's a no now. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, you know, um, but uh, <laughs> you know, so you're going with a, a, a six degree slant down a hill, eleven <laughs> miles an hour behind you, and you're going for nine feet. It doesn't sound like I've thought it through. I agree with you. Well, I've yes, been honest with you. Exactly I'm, what I'm going for. I'm extremely proud of you. I'm extremely <laughs> proud of you at nine feet, especially with a slant, because I think a slant does not help. So, oh, mate, you're not as heavy as me, though. I wouldn't. I, I, I'm willing I to guess I am. Of, I can pick up a bit of speed. I'm with an 11 mile an hour wind behind me. I'm sound. Mm. Yeah. It, the only thing is, would it, would you feel like it's a bit reckless as you get down that slant if you're picking up that speed with the wind behind you? You know, oh, Jesus, what am I no, doing? Mate, no, no, I've got twinkle toes. Yeah. I've got I've got good balance, mate. So you're safe for three meters. Good balance for a fat man. Yeah, um, we we did have Trev on last week, and he was he was asked. We were asking this question, and basically when we had him on, you know, he was like, "Jesus, this brings me back to the time where I used to do podcasts with the day trippers." And I was telling this, we were telling the story about the time that he was in a local Costa Coffee, and the lads found out he was in this Costa Coffee, rang Costa Coffee, and asked to put him on the phone, um, just so they could annoy him. Um, he left and went to the local Tesco's, and what they done was they got onto the local Tesco's, um, told them. Could they could they get um, their brother Trevor away from the strawberries as he's allergic to them and he hasn't brought his EpiPen with him? So this is the sort of stuff that goes on when when uh, you let the let the day trippers know where you are at any given time. So um, that's that's what happens. But um, no, there's no other random questions there. Somebody did ask, do you like cheese and onion potato crisps, which are of course the Irish. I don't version. think we have them in England. No, you don't. And Walkers are nowhere near as good. 
So you need Walkers to get... are shite. Yeah, well, walkers, what, are... what what would be what? your cheese and onion crisps? Standard cheese and onion crisp over there then? Well, unfortunately, they are walkers, but mm. if I had to pick a cheese and onion, it'd be a square. Yeah, I've heard of this. Um, I love a square cheese and onion, mate. Well, if you're ever in Ireland again or you need something sent over, let me know and I will send you Tato cheese and onion. Um, they are the, they're amazing. They're amazing. Really made by? Uh, Tato, funny enough. Um, yeah, Tato, they do them. They do, they do cheese and onion. They do smoky bacon flavor. They do salt and vinegar flavor. That's about it. They just call it quits at that. Um, so you're sponsored by Tato and Paddy Power? Well, I, I'm hoping to be. I'm hoping to be. <laughs> if I do, I will uh, I will get a real hullock dreadlocked uh, wig and put it on me <laughs> and wear it for a week. Uh, but, uh, you know, so, yeah. No, that's basically... Oh, somebody asked, what's your Indian takeaway game? Oh, mate. Um... I am all about a mixed kebab starter and the missus will get the onion bhaji starter and we'll share them. Mm-hmm. And then I'm all about garlic naan, mixed pilau and I always try and pick something new so that's hot and spicy but um, like a butter chicken or um, a lamb rogan josh vindaloo hot. Right, that's fairly conclusive um, and detailed. And that is, you know, Chris that asked that question can't really um, ask for more. Um, the last question before we go if you could be a TV character for one day, who would it be? Oh. Now, I've literally seen that question as well. Go on, you answer while I think of one. Um, well, you have to look at this a certain way, don't you? Like, you know, you could be. Uh, you could be a lad that could, that's getting his end away every five minutes. Um but like, you know, all day. Well, like us, we do that all the time, mate, don't we? So yeah, so... We don't need to strive for that when we've got it in our normal life. Yeah, I would... Um, Tommy. Tommy out of power. I just think he's a, he's, he's great. Like, he's out of power Rangers? Out of power. Oh, okay. But if there's a Tommy in power Rangers, I'm going to look oh, mate, up now. He was the Green Ranger, I think, at one point. He was the White Ranger. He was like the leader of the Power Rangers, mate. Come on. All right. Well, I'm going for Tommy from the, from the series Power, not okay. the Power Rangers. I like the leading uh, Peaky Blinders. Then, oh yeah, yeah, he's um he's a bit of a madman, isn't he? He's great. Yeah, he is. He's good. I like him. I like him. I, he gets away with it crucially. Which yeah, yeah. well, he just like I don't think it'd be much without him. So they kind of have to let him away with it, don't they? Or the show would have ended after four episodes. But um, Peaky Blinders, I haven't caught up with it, um, but I'm presuming by the time I do, he's got away with it. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, you've been a great sport. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight. It's been excellent. Pleasure's mine, mate. Thank you. Great stuff. Everyone, that has been the Fatback for Daily. I hope you enjoyed it. Liverpool have won 2-0 in the League Cup tonight. They've been drawn at home to Arsenal in the next round, much to Chris's annoyance. Um, he wanted Borton at home. Um, Chris had dreadlocks when he was 17 you can you just have to believe us when we say that okay he can jump three meters between two buildings with an 11 mile an hour wind behind him and a six degree gradient quite impressive if you ask me sports social podcast network